This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch, find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. From the nation's capital, this is the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast with your host, Rob Snowett. This is the 250th episode of my Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast. My name is Rob Snow White, and this is my consolidated list, like Oprah used to have, of my favorite things. If this is your first time downloading the podcast, my full-time gig is a stay-at-home dad. On the side, when I have free time, which is just weekends now, because my season's pretty much over, is fly fishing guide and instructor in the urban waters in and around Washington, D.C. and Northern Virginia. So I have a lot of clients, we use a lot of gear, we're testing things out, some things don't make the cut, some things I really like, and I'm going to share those with you now. So if Hanukkah Harry's coming in the next couple of days, you can go to the SNL skit if you don't remember Hanukkah Harry, or if uh, Santa may be stuffing some stockings or putting some packages under your trees, these may be some of the items that you want to look at based on a guy that uses this stuff all the time. Some companies that I'm going to mention, I have a professional relationship and affiliation with. I may be on a pro staff, I may be an influencer, or I may just have a professional courtesy discount with them. I'm not going to distinguish what... I want you to take a look at things with equality when I'm doing this. These are the items that I seek out when I'm in a fly shop or when I visit an outdoor store. 
and things that I will quickly need to replace if something gets damaged or lost. There are some things that will fall off the boat and immediately I'm ordering a new one online while we're casting. I want to give some shout outs first before I go over my list. Uh, The hate mail. It's been great. Uh, I've definitely got some hate mail recently. Keep the nasty grams coming. They're entertaining. Just use more punctuation and spelling, please. Andy O, he got some colorful Lake Erie. And when I say colorful, these things were beautiful. Lake Erie steelhead just are prettier than Lake Ontario ones. So he got a Lake Erie steely on a pink San Juan worm size 14. He cut them down a little less than an inch, and the water was gin clear and low. Mike S. from Southern California has been making himself some smoked queso dip. Now, we have actually moved on from smoked queso, and we're doing pimento cheese by the uh, pound and a half right now, which is, is quite awesome. James from Sawmill Fly Company reports that he just got his first steelhead out of the Salmon River of New York. And Sean G., big thank you for purchasing 12 custom bunny reapers yesterday. I listed a whole bunch of different colored reapers on Etsy and some other stuff too. And he wanted a different variety. So I tied them up while the kid was doing her online learning and we got him out the door this morning. I'm going to break down now what I'm going to talk about. Apps, gloves, hats, sunglasses, hooks, beads, face masks, leaders, fly boxes, lines, miscellaneous, Reels, rods, tools, tying materials, or just tying, vests, footwears, rain gear, snacks, sandwiches, shirts, pants and shorts, water bottles. Let's start. Apps. Got my iPhone. I'm going to use Tide Chart a lot. You may remember the podcast I did earlier this year about how the tides and wind and weather can frustrate me. So I'm going to use Tide Chart with Washington, D.C. as my main location. And then Tide app, I will have for usually the Shad Run and some Tidal Creeks. That gives me a little bit more variety of precise locations. These are both free. And this is what I use to help decide when and where we're going to fish. If you're going to pick a weather app, WUSA 9 is my preferred weather radar. You can set it to show you different types of precipitation, wind, and it will also give you alerts for uh, weather warnings and watches. And it gives you the direction the storm's going in with a 5, 10, 15 minute cone of uncertainty. If I need to second my Doppler to compare the two, just to make sure we're all safe on the water or wherever we are, I'm going to use Storm Radar. That's my second free weather radar. For looking for places to fish, like I did most of the winter trying to find spots around the Keys, I'm going to use Google Earth and Google Maps. When I'm on Google Earth, I can drop pins of starred places, places I want to visit, places of interest. You can find all sorts of things. And then when you need to go to your location, you just scroll around. Hopefully you have cell service and it works. Otherwise, you're going to have to use your DeLorme maps, which I've recently had to keep in the car because we've been doing some road trips to the mountains where there is absolutely no cell service. For web development, I'm the web developer for myself, for the Tidal Potomac Fly Rodders, as well as the Northern Virginia chapter of Trout Unlimited. For myself, I am unfortunately stuck with Yahoo Website Builder, and it is absolutely just stupid. It is the least user-friendly, most absurd software development I've used in 20 years. 
I much more prefer the Squarespace platform. But like I said, I'm unfortunately stuck on Yahoo. Now, if I hit the lottery, I can pay to have two URLs going and have it forwarded. But I just that's just money I don't want to spend because I'm a small business owner and I can deal with a little bit of headache when I got to update the website. For gloves, if it's really cold and windy outside, I'm going to still wear my North Face mitts that go three quarters of the way up my arm and you can cinch them. Nothing gets in there because they're mitts. So my fingers, my index and middle finger are together for warmth. My ring and pinky are together for warmth. And then the thumb has its own chamber for warmth also. If I'm fishing and I want mitts but peel them back, if it's really cold out, I'm going to wear Sims Globbits, the glove that is also a mitten. Folds back. It may be magnetic. It may be a snap. It may be a strap depending on the year and model you buy. They're Windstopper. I put a hole in them. Two years ago, sewed them back up. They're good to go. If it's nasty and wet and I want to wear natural materials, I'm going to wear wool on my hands. Wool still maintains its insulative properties when it's wet. You don't see sheep shivering outside, do you? No, because they're covered in wool. So I'm going to wear the Barber Fingertipless Wool Gloves. You can buy those at your local Orvis store. And I like them in black and in olive green. They're very soft. They will last you, I think I went 12 years before I decided to replace them. If they get wet, they're still warm. They don't get too smelly and slimy. Definitely try to take them off when you're handling fish. They're just great gloves. I wear them when I'm driving around, if I gotta go to the stores. And if I'm wearing fishing gloves to protect my hands from teeth and dorsal fins, and from the sun, abrasion, blisters, whatever. Uh, these are going to be more of the summer months. I'm going to be wearing the Buff Aqua and Elite gloves. They cover my wrist so I don't get burned the gap between your glove ending and your shirt. They got sticky grips on the fingers. They're long. They keep the sun off my finger except for the tips. Stripping guards are built in. The one thing is they don't last if you fall and scrape your hand down the side of a jetty in South Carolina because I scraped up my leg and I figured that's also where I scraped up my glove. So that one will be another easy stitch. Do a lot of stitching. I use Uni 6 Ot thread for sewing if you have a question about my sewing thread. Really like the buff gloves. They get stinky after several wears, which they used to get stinky after one. So they've definitely improved the material. They're stretchy, they fit great. And I wear them every day. I just wish that they were uh, impenetrable to hooks. Because when I'm doing tandem rigs and stuff, I usually get a small hook in there and it's a pain to get out. That's why I debarb everything. If I'm wearing a baseball hat, it's going to be my TPFR fishing hat. It's blue. It's got TPFR logo on it. I've got a nice clean one I can wear out. I've got my old sun-faded, salt-stained, sweat-stained hat that my daughter actually wore to the post office today. I don't know why she wore that. She uh, wants to be like Art's daughter and wear baseball hats. So that's what I'm going to wear to keep the sun off my face. Just everyday hat. I can put my buff over it and then my ears, face, neck, everything's protected. If I'm going to be wearing a winter hat and it's really cold out, I've got just some crazy stuff I pick up at Marshall's. If it's a chilly day, if I'm in the house right now in the basement, just chilling, walking around, hanging out by the fire pit. I'm wearing my buff beanie. 
I don't remember the model of this skull cap, but it is all black and it is made with Primaloft. It is stretchy. It fits me tight. It is not going to move. It's not going to blow off. I can put a baseball hat over this and it's still not going to move. This is like my security blanket. I feel more comfortable in this hat. And since I've cut all my hair off, my beard is now longer than the hair on my head. Definitely have to wear a hat more often. I will sleep with this hat in the car if needed. If it's cold out, you should always have your head covered when you're camping in the cold. I've raved for years about my favorite hat that I bought at Kmart, and hats for me are like women's shoes. I've got a winter beanie hat for every occasion. Different sports teams, different wind occasions. This one has kind of replaced everything. It is my absolute favorite, and just go to Buff and look this thing up and... I really hope I don't lose this one. If I've had that one from Kmart for 14 years or 12, whatever, I can keep this one. Now, talking about losing things, people are always like, oh, I can't buy nice fishing glasses because I I lose my sunglasses. How do you lose your sunglasses? Mine are around my neck, and when they come off, they go to a specific spot on a bar top in our house that no one's allowed to touch them. I don't want my daughter or wife looking at my Costas. I don't want them even acknowledging them. Because last year, somebody knocked a pair off my yellow lenses, and they chipped. And I had to sell those on eBay and then buy a new pair. It was quite annoying. And the chip was exactly in front of my pupil. So my favorite glasses are my Costas. I absolutely love the amber lens with the green reflective coating on them. That is the 99% I'm wearing that all the time. If it's dark, if it's rainy, low light, usually when we're steelhead fishing, fishing at the Potomac at night for stripers, I'm going to be wearing my sunrise yellow and I'm wearing them all in 580G, which is glass. I do not wear plastic lenses. Plastic lenses are just going to get scratched and scuffed up and it's just not worth it. I don't care if you think they're more heavy on your face, get used to it. Spend the money on your good glasses and everything else. Budget. That's my advice. My preferred sunglass retainer is made by a company called Hides. H-I-D-E apostrophe S. And it is two-piece. There is a chamois and a case built into the back. You can remove it. I have mine taken off and I lost it, but it's really soft material. I have them zip tied to my sunglasses so they don't come off. That's how I keep my coast as safe. If I'm car camping, it goes around the rear view mirror. If I were our old house, they would hang off the thermostat. So you can always hang them off something so they're not going to get damaged. Just take care of your glasses and everything else will be all right. When I'm tying here at my desk, I go through a lot of hooks, lots and lots of hooks. I'm just tying right now just to think about other things, pass the time while my daughter is working on the computer for school in between cooking late at night. And like I said, I'm putting a lot of stuff on Etsy if you want to buy them. So I'm going to start off with Sabre brand hooks from flyshack.com. You can look up your brand name and this is basically a generic. They will have the model on there. You can buy them by the 100-pack. They're usually about $7. They don't bend. They don't ding. They don't 
break. They're solid. I've tied on thousands of them and they are a high quality hook for that price. If I'm tying some bigger bass and snakehead flies, I'm tying on Matsuo worm and straight hooks. And these also are Matsuo sickle Aberdeen hook size eight. And they are perfect for absolutely little itty bitty buggers or some larger nymphs. The point on the Matsuo hook is so freakishly sharp that when I grabbed the handful of bunny reapers that Sean bought to bring them upstairs, five of them were stuck in my hand. Just the point, just hanging on my hand. They're so sharp. Be careful with them, but my goodness, it doesn't take much to stick that through the you know bass's membranous mouth. Daiichi scud hooks. I use these a lot for nymphs. These are Daiichi number 1130, size 12, 14, 16. Just be careful when you open up that box. They're wrapped in a little bit of paper. Uh, it's just a, a hook model and brand that I've been tying on for years and years, and I trust them. That's it. High quality. You're never really going to get any rejects in there. For my clousers, I'm going to be tying on Gamakatsu BS10s. That is one of my all-time favorite hooks. And then the Orvis saltwater hook in, I think, size one. Let's see over here. I don't even know where my saltwater hooks are. Saltwater hooks. Oh, here we go. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. There's actually some, some extra models. There's some extra models here. So BS10 Stingers, size 4. And then pre-sharpened Orvis saltwater hooks, model 9034, size 1. Super strong. Uh, I wish these came in, you know, 100 packs. And then I also have Gamakatsu S as in Sam, C as in Charlie, 1.5, size 1, for smaller shrimp and crabs, maybe some itty-bitty clousers in the saltwater. I tied a lot of mini bait fish on those for that trip to Cape Cod a couple years ago. That's my saltwater hooks. And that's my, my hook preference. Also, if you want some budget hooks, get these on eBay. They're BIMO, B-I-M-O-O, 500 curved shrimp scud hooks for like $11 shipped. You can't go wrong. You're going to find maybe five or 10 in there that are messed up, but it's 500 hooks for $11. And these are what we pretty much use all the time when I'm guiding. These are, so when I'm tying professionally for stores or for clients, I'm going to use, you know, a Sabre brand scud hook. If we're tying up wormies to go down to fish the, the tidal basin with my daughter by the monuments, or we're going out to chain bridge to tie up some damsels for shad, we're going to use these because they're going to get lost. Every fly I tie, I know has a shelf life on it. I'm not going to be spending a lot of money on disposable things. And hopefully these eventually do break down and rust out. So that's what I'm using. I've had no issues with them. 
I thought, you know, what if I lose eleven dollars, I lost eleven dollars. And uh, I put these in the vise after buying them sight unseen and played with them, and they don't bend; they're sharp. That's it. My favorite beads are going to be from Risenfly from Ryan. We heard him a couple months ago on the podcast. They're just this silver mercury, just absolutely shiny, bright metal beads. I love them. They're super smooth. They're never going to cut your line like my next favorite beads, which are from Wholesale Fly Company. Some of these are not going to be drilled out as smoothly, and you will cut your thread on them. But there's a uh, 100 beads for maybe four-something, five-something bucks plus shipping. I buy thousands upon thousands of beads from Rob from this company every year. And they're great. I love the colored ones. I use the pink ones, the orange ones. The black and silver metallic ones are a different shape. So they're not my favorite. If I could have bought them and returned those, I would have, but I kept them. We're going to use them. For a face mask, you know, I'm wearing my buff cool net uv face mask i have one in camo i've got one in a mayfly and i think we've got one of those in shenandoah national park they're extremely lightweight they block the uv they dry quickly you can use a buff in multiple ways i've always said i've folded over my eyes fold a buff four times and it becomes a big headband put that over your eyes when you're car camping in a walmart lot and it blocks the light from the overhead light that you're sleeping near and buff now has new filter tubes and masks so they have what a, a regular buff or net gator is but they're going to be able to filter out noxious chemicals and i believe covid19 so i think i'm gonna have to buy one of those because i don't want to start wearing the medical masks uh, i've been safe wearing a buff these last couple of months but i think it's time that i take it a little more seriously even if we're 20 feet apart in the water we're the only people out there. I want to keep myself protected from the sun and the wind and germs too. My leaders, I'm going to build those out of Berkeley Vanish. I started using Berkeley Vanish in 2005. I trust it. I have it in 2014, 12, 10, 8. And I use uh, a different 30-pound uh, for my thicker butt sections. I think that's Vanish. I don't know. It's up in the gear bag. But I use Berkeley Vanish for pretty much everything. When I'm steelhead fishing, I might go to Seaguar, uh, just huge 250-yard rolls, or I use Cortland or Orvis or Rio tippet material. Those are what I've used in the past. Usually, I'm going to go 2 or 3X on the steelhead. I've caught steelhead on nymphs with 10-pound Berkeley Vanish, so it works for me. Fly lines. People always say, what's your favorite sinking line? I've used a bunch. I'm going to say Orvis Depth Charge. I know teeny ones get a lot of great feedback. I'm going to try and get one of those next time I put in an order, but I swear by my Orvis Depth Charge. OPST started off with the micro Skagit heads. They're awesome. There are other companies that have them now. So it's like a Yeti cooler. Everything that's an insulated hardtop cooler is just called a Yeti. Uh, there are plenty of... Very high-end name brand micro shooting heads. And then there are also some very inexpensive if you do your research. I've used them both. I like them both. I think it's really cool if you want to punch out a huge roll cast or overhand cast and not have to do too much work for it. These shooting heads will do it for you.
miscellaneous, Traeger. I can't say how much a Traeger has changed our life. Our food tastes just so much damn better. That Thanksgiving turkey was ridiculous. The nurses that took care of my mom were both Jamaican, and they said Blue Mountain curry powder is the best. So they gave one to my dad, and they gave one to my brother. They didn't give one to me, the one who actually does the cooking. So I got them online, and I got spicy and regular in a pack for 7 bucks. And we did a Jamaican curry smoke grilled chicken the other night. It was supposed to have grilled purple cabbage in the recipe, but we didn't have purple cabbage. We had everything else to make it, and it just came out awesome. Armadillo eggs, chicken fingers, chicken thighs. Flank steak is our favorite. Uh, You can do deviled eggs in there, uh, smoked queso like we talked about earlier. Just the way it cooks and flavors your food and puts flavor in it that an oven and that normal grill won't just makes it probably my favorite thing out there. And it's just awesome. Our solo stove is another thing that we are just constantly using. We use it enough that we actually bought wood for the first time ever. I've always gone out and just cut up pallets or found stumps on the side of the road or gone into the woods to hunt my own firewood. But we use the solo stove probably four nights a week right now. And we just use a butane blowtorch to get some newspaper going. And then there's some sticks. Every windstorm we get, there's more branches on the ground. And then it goes. And we sit by that all evening. It's amazing how the technology of it is rather simple, but no one really thought of it till them. And if your firewood is small and is not above the rim, There's not going to be any smoke once you get your fire going. And the coals at the end are so damn hot. They're elevated above uh, ashes. So there's oxygen flowing. And you can absolutely, everyone's like, why don't you grill on that? I'm like, I got got the Traeger, man. We're going to cook on the solo stove. But my Titan one, which I'm jonesing to go camping and use it at our campsite and on the riverbank to warm up, my daughter is obsessed with that. She will sit there for two hours and just feed it sticks. We work on different ways of lighting fires, sizes of kindling, um, how to order your kindling to start a fire, how to start a fire with one match. So she's getting some training and she loves to roast hot dogs on it. It's just awesome. It's cool. It's tiny. It puts off a hula hoop size area of heat and it fits in its own kettle and stuff sack. And all the solo stoves are portable. They cool off extremely quickly, and you can put them in their stuff sack with or without the ashes. Throw it in your car and go somewhere else. They're portable. This LED light that I have over my desk is absolutely insane. When I light that thing up, it is, I mean, you don't want to look at it. You're going to see just two white lines in your eyes forever. It's like the the Mandalorian episode with, with that woman who has the swords. No spoilers. It looks just like that. These things are crazy bright. This was on Amazon. We were going to get one to bring to Beer Tie, but Beer Tie ended with COVID as soon as I, I figured out this lamp. And it's so bright, I got one for the laundry room, which used to just have a 30 or 40 watt bulb hanging up. And we didn't realize how gross that room was until we turned the light on in there. It's amazing. You can actually see what's in the dryer now. 
Other favorite things of mine are going to be my Patagonia duffel bag. You can wear like a backpacker over the shoulder. I'm really only allowed to bring one bag to my in-laws and that's the bag we pack. My wife has one in mulberry or purple and we can take absolutely everything in that computer gear clothing shoes uh, bathroom kit bag whatever for four to five day trip absolutely love it i want to get her the one with the wheels but she's in a different job now so she no longer is gonna be traveling if she could travel and another awesome thing is the tech mat t-e-c-h-m-a-t-t-e car phone mount it is a magnetic mount. So it's a suction cup that sticks to your dashboard. It does melt and run down your dashboard, but I'm willing to put up with that because there's a magnet that's adjustable on it for different angles. And then there's a little sticky piece of metal that goes on your phone case. And you just put this in front of it and it sticks vertical or horizontal. And I'm on my third one. Uh, my father-in-law's taking them. My wife is taking them. So I had to get my own. Fly rods. It's been a bad year for breaking rods, to tell you that. But the rods that I've been using when I'm fishing myself, the Risen ITB six weight, I caught my huge, beautiful steelhead on Christmas on it last year. And I just caught two huge blue catfish on Veterans Day on an articulated curly tail streamer. And I just tied a couple in purple and pink and put those up on Etsy. Um, I was dead drifting them under some structure and I pulled out a catfish that went from the butt to the first stripping guide. The rods are inexpensive. They bend great. I love the slow action of the ITBs and that's what I keep on me on my day off. I have a Douglas rod. It's the lower end one. If I'm picking up a five weight to go out with clients, I'm usually going to pick up that one first. It's got a nice real seat. It's lightweight. It has a, a matte finish to it. It's not shiny or reflective. And I just like the way it casts. I got out recently on Columbus Day weekend and caught myself a brook trout in the mountains of Virginia on my Orvis Tippet three weight. It is the seven foot three inch two piece rod that I would say should be buried with me in a casket. I have loved catching small and big fish on that rod for over 20 years now. I absolutely love the slow action of it, the lightweight cork reel seat. It's, it's a work of art, and, and I really love fishing that thing. I just don't get to fish it that often. And for my travel and just local urban rod is the Orvis 7'11", 8 weight. It packs down super small. I can fit that in a day pack. It handles some big fish. That's what I caught all the snakehead on earlier this year in June on the Rappahannock. And it's a beast. I can roll cast with it. I can shoot line. I can do whatever. And it gets it done. It's a short rod. It's tournament length size for bass tournaments. Some of my tools, I use P-line pliers. I have them on a utility belt I wear around my waist. I got those online. I want to get the smaller tipped ones, so I don't also have to carry a hemostat, but I, I like them. I'm on my second pair. I kind of destroyed the teeth on the first one, and maybe I tried opening something, or I tried doing something and bent the, the tip. So it's the non-split ring opener, the non-split ring P-line fishing plier. 
uh, my hemostat is the hemo scissor combo from Orvis. It also has a clamp for split shot. So I can cut, clamp, smash barb, smash split shot, whatever. Yeah, I need to sharpen the blade on it. It's not really cutting as much because it gets used so often. And I keep that on the lanyard around my neck. That's one of those things that if I forget the day I'm screwed because my pliers, at least in the winter or cold water fishing, is my waiter belt. It's on the waiter belt. So I always have it with me. But you can't put those pliers in a small fish's mouth. So I like to have the lanyard around my neck. My favorite nipper of all time is the, I don't know if they still make it, it's the Fish Pond Pitchfork Nipper. I bought and lost too many of them. So now I'm using a nail clipper and, uh, I don't know, some titanium or aluminum nippers I got somewhere. But I love the Pitchfork one. Those were just my all-time favorite. They were awesome. If you need a stocking stuffer, it's around 20 bucks, I think. The Leatherman Wave, another thing that goes everywhere with me. Before we moved into this house, I didn't really have any tools. I just had a Leatherman. That got most of the stuff done in the condo. I've had my Leatherman since college, and it has everything on it that I need when I need it, and it's awesome. It's very awesome. I think actually the one I have now, I had two of them. You know, I lost one, and I found one along the Blue River in Colorado in 05, in May of 05, I think. One of them I still have. I don't know. Uh, rigidhitch.com constantly buying trailer parts from them uh, they will answer the phone they will help you through anything it's it's like buying something you know from 20 or 30 years ago there's a human on the end of the line and they will help you out i've learned now just to buy in bulk grease caps and bearings and cotter pins because you never know when it's just going to explode on you and i don't know what the deal is with me this year but I think I mentioned in the last podcast, it's just been awful blowing up, driving to meet clients. And I've lost two bearing buddies. So that even pissed me off more. And every time I drive that route, I'm looking for my bearing buddy on the side of the road. Every beer can I see, I have to slow down and squint. My SOG Jungle Primitive, it's also my Urban Machete. There are some places where I've got to cut 100-pound mono and cut down grapevines and branches blocking the view. Sometimes I need to cut thorns and other stuff out of the way. So I may have in my bag or on my belt, depending where we're going, the urban machete. It may look intimidating, but if there's an urban sombrero, you got to have an urban machete. My tie fast knot tool, I'm going to use that always to help me put nail knots on, whether it is putting and replacing loops on the end of fly lines, the end of backing, whatever. Tie fast knot tool, that is always going to be in my gear bag and on my lanyard. If I drop that, I will be completely screwed, and I've dropped it multiple times, regardless of if it's in a separate bag in my backpack or on my lanyard. I've gone through plenty of them. My oar rights keep the oars on my stealth craft vertical, so I don't have to turn them to row. My Snow Peak Titanium Spork goes with me everywhere, off-road, backwoods, traveling. It's a spork. You can eat soup. You can eat spaghetti, mashed potatoes, whatever. And last of my miscellaneous is my Black Diamond Headlamps. I've been using Black Diamond Headlamps since 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I started working at Hudson Trail Outfitters, which would have been after the lodge was burned down, so 03 or 04. And the technology is amazing on them. You can get waterproof ones now. They're crazy bright. You can lock them so the battery doesn't get drained if it accidentally turns on. So that's my choice of headlamp for years and years. Uh, I'm brand specific with some things, and, and that's if something happens to a headlamp, I'm going to replace it with a black diamond. Fly time. I got my Regal Vice right here. It's the regular size. I've got a couple others. I swear by it. This thing has tied thousands and thousands of flies. There are very few things to go wrong with it. If anything has gone wrong with it, it's uh, the handle gets a little stuck after a while. Spray a little WD-40 in there. Clean it off with a paper towel, and it is good to go. I love the pedestal because I can travel with it anywhere because C-clamps don't always work on all tables. You can't put a C-clamp on the hood of a car or in the back seat of a car. My Pat Cohen scissors, I don't know what size these are. They're not any special ones. These were a gift from Sam Looper, and these will probably outlast me. These are probably the best scissors of any kind I've ever come across. These are awesome, and uh, I just wish he made them in narrow tips. My preferred bobbin is going to be made by Griffin. The one I prefer has a little sticky rubber nub where you hold it over the, the brass part. I've been using Griffin bobbin since Grizzly sold me my first bobbin in 94 at the old Angler's Lie in an apartment in Cherrydale, Virginia. And I like my uh, right bobbin for, I prefer the shorty ones. That's going to have six-aught thread on it. And that's what I'm going to use for my damsels and nymphs and smaller things. I enjoy my loon scissors. I have two pairs of these large ones now, and the tips don't even meet. Um, I had to put foam on the inside of the scissors to, I can't even explain it, but basically it makes the handles larger so the tips meet. If you drop them, they're going to ding and dent and bend. Uh, I have four pairs and none of them the tips meet I, I don't know what it is i sent them back and they're just you're just janky maybe it's me uh, my daughter uses one of them upstairs in her school office she had a squishy toy and just to tell you how sharp these loon scissors are and i put one through my finger yesterday and it still hurts uh, she dropped a squishy ball on it and it exploded all over her office area so loon i love them they're super sharp they feel great in my hand uh, i just get frustrated with them my heavy fly tying thread, 210 Danville. Chartreuse, pink, black. I've got orange and white. But that's what I tie most of. My preferred ostrich plume for the Snow White Damsel is made by Wopsy. If I'm driving by a fly shop, I'm going to stop in and see if they have large chartreuse ostrich plumes. Korean scrub yarn, that stuff is just awesome. It's dirt cheap. It comes in a myriad of colors. And you can make the easiest woolly buggers to like an S-Taz bug to whatever you want. You can braid it. You can furl it. The stuff's just crazy. 
And uh, I'm actually going to Lote maybe today or tomorrow to get some stuff. So I'll check to see if they have any more. Pat Cohen's Ultra Suede Swatches. They're four by five. You cut your own. Use his scissors. They cut it like it's butter. And you can stencil out and cut out whatever shape you want with those. And then you can dye them or marker them up. Pat prefers to dye them. Estaz, I can't get enough Estaz in every color. I wish I had it in 100-foot yard cones like they have at tight lines at the fly fishing show. Just love Estaz. It, it's high quality, durable, bright, it's absolutely made for fly tying. I use Loctite gel super glue. That's my preferred super glue. And I use Rainey's float foam for Chernobyl ants and my frogs. Uni 6 Ot in chartreuse black and red for my smaller flies. River Road Creations, they make the wooden handled cutters for foam. You get a little hard rubber cutting board. And if you call them up, they will custom make you one. So I have Chernobyl ants in three sizes and foam beetles. But I wanted something to make my scorpion bugs with. So I called them. And I sent them pictures and they fabricated for me exactly what I wanted. And now I can cut out bodies for my scorpion bugs. I sell them online so you can buy them. And that's just one of the all-time greatest bass flies I've ever come across. Just super cool guy. He was awesome. Like old-fashioned, he answers the phone. When I'm tying shad jigs, it's eagle claw, regular bend, minnow head, size 4. Intruder shanks, if I'm putting a bead on it, I'm going to use OPST, and then I'm going to use Flymen for the other two types. Just Those are going to be my hobos, mostly, in large and small. I'm really only just tying hobos now. They're easy, and they work, and they're not intricate, and I really enjoy tying them. If I'm coloring flies, I'm going to use, specifically the Ultra Suede, I'm going to use Stained by Sharpie. I'll use Stained by Sharpie and the... Prisma pens for coloring zonker strips and other things. But if I need a color fabric, it's going to be stained by Sharpie. They're almost like calligraphy pens. They got a great tip to them. You can buy them in a five pack. My daughter took the pink one and I lost it. For Marabou, hairline blood quill pack. You got to pick them out in person. That's my favorite Marabou. I absolutely love the Flyman double barrel popper heads in all sizes. I did a whole popper youtube video earlier this year where i went into depth about them uh, crystal flash chenille you know Estaz is my first love crystal flash chenille gets it done for me purple chartreuse red coppers browns white olives peacock black i have a whole wall of it up there it's awesome i use a ton of it the best dubbing twister you're ever going to find is by opst it's simple it's heavy it doesn't roll off the table I keep it on the cup of my tie wheel so I don't lose it. Tie wheel is another awesome thing. Didn't think I needed it when I was presented with one at uh, iCast. I was like, look, guys, I got my Regal. It's got these little holes in it. You can just, They're like, no, nah, man, get one of these. I got it. I love it. For my worms, puffer balls, five below, wiggle worms. It's what they're called right now. Wiggle worms, you get maybe one to two dozen per puffer ball. They're like three to five bucks at five and below. My preferred and favorite UV epoxy is going to be Solar Ez, and I prefer the orange medium flow in the small bottle, 
and I prefer the clear bone dry as my head cement, or I use it as glue also you know, underneath things. Um, I don't care for the black. It's just too viscous. It's like ink you would fill an old-fashioned pen with, and it just runs too fast before I can work with it, and it gets all over me. So I love bone dry. If you're using any kind of head cement or lacquer, switch it to bone dry. Get a rechargeable LED light from them, and you will change your fly tying. It is the best head cement material you'll ever come across. I buy bead chain in bulk uh, online. That way I never have to worry about running out of it. Of course, I couldn't find one. So I bought like 300 feet of it. And then a week later, I found the spool in my travel tying kit. Great. So now I have got probably 400, 500 feet of bead chain for my damsels. And Renzetti Tool Caddy. I bought that at the Yellow Breaches Fly Shop 20 years ago, and it's moved everywhere with me. I travel with it. It carries just about everything I need from scissors, uh, emery boards in case my fingers are brittle, bobbins. I've got picks in there. I've got a retractable scalpel. I've got um, four or five types of scissors, spring-loaded scissors, uh, hair scissors, tweezers, dental pick. Just everything's in there. Zuddy's leg puller. Another awesome thing, Zuddy's leg puller. Can't tie poppers without it. Vest. That's it for fly tying. My vest, my favorite thing is my Patagonia Downs vest. I wear it. Actually, I bought it to wear in the house because I'm always so cold. And wear it everywhere. I absolutely love it. Do not sit in front of a gas fireplace with it too close. It will melt or catch on fire. I don't remember. I just remember smelling something and turning around quickly and seeing feathers everywhere in the air. And Patagonia graciously repair, uh, replaced it for me. Um, it was not my fault. I My cousins didn't even know that their heater got that hot. And I don't think they use it anymore because it would have burned the kids that day if they'd gotten close to it. It may have been malfunctioning. And I picked down over synthetic just because I like down insulation. And if it's a base layer on me, it's not really be getting wet and I'm never really too far from the car. For my footwear, Chaco flip-flops. Been wearing those. since so my wife and I saw Chacos in Colorado in like 2003 and they only had the sandals and then one day at Hudson Trail Outfitters, they had the flip-flops and I just buy them and then that's it. They're machine washable. You can get a um, strap wash thing online or at your shoe store. It's like a sponge with gel in it and you put it on your straps and it cleans them off. So I've got a nice pair and a dirty pair. My nice pair now are Grateful Dead, Steal Your Face. And my dirty pair are green and blue. And my wife and I swear by Chaco flip-flops. They're the most comfortable ones you're ever going to find. They're fully arched, sticky rubber on the bottom. You can do just about every single activity in the summer in them. I'm wearing Ariat Spot Hogs right now. I'm on my third pair. I've gone through them so much that I took my daughter to a birthday party and it was snowing and my socks got wet in the parking lot. And my wife said, buy a new pair. Ariat Spot Hogs. They are under $100 and I've been wearing them for years and years. They're comfortable. I can walk all day in them. They're waterproof. I don't think it's a steel toe, but you can kick things and it doesn't hurt your feet. They just get it done. Corkers, Devil Canyon, all-time favorite wading boot. I switch out the soles. My favorite is going to be studded Klingon rubber. I use the massive spikes 
when I'm steelhead fishing on the Salmon River. I'll wear those probably if I ever go to the Savage. And make sure you tighten those with a wrench every time you use them. They will come loose. The favorite boot for my clients that I get are the Corker's Red Side. You can change out the soles, but instead of having the BOA system like the Devil's Canyon, it just has a strap and a little pinch thing that you can just cinch them and lock them down and they're good to go. You don't have to tie any knots or anything. They're, they're pretty awesome. They're hardcore boots. But Devil's Canyon, man, I can wear those all day, hike all day, no issues. My rain gear, my Sitka Hudson jacket, it's what I'm going to wear. It's insulated in the torso. The arms are not, so you've got less bulk in it. The hood is huge. It's got super warm pockets. It's got drain holes in case the pockets get wet. Uh, that jacket is just so well thought out designed. And then if it's raining where water's going to get in and down my hood, I'm going to wear the Kokatat with the neoprene neck and the rubber gasket on the wrists. So if water's creeping in anywhere on the Hudson, through the wrist, through the neck, I'm wearing the Kokatat. To feed myself... You know I love Ioba Biltong. It's no longer Ioba Yo, it's just Ioba Foods. Locally made Biltong. You can get it locally at Wegmans and Whole Foods. And it's just awesome. It's a high quality meat product. It's not your gas station crappy jerky. Chocolate Boost or Chocolate Glucerna. I don't always have time to eat during the day, especially if I've got you know, a two hour, a three hour, and then a four hour client. And I'm rowing the whole time. So I will chug a couple of those. I get the generic brand, usually of Glucerna from Costco. It's less expensive. And it says it's for diabetics. It's just metabolized a little quicker. So it's actually better for you. And it's less expensive. And they're pretty damn good. You can drink one of those and have full calories and vitamins and nutrients to go all day long. So definitely keep some of those around. Sunflower seeds are another thing I go through a lot of. We get the sweet and hot sunflower seeds from Wawa. That may have replaced the ranch ones that I normally eat. I love the soda stream. Our friends moved to Texas several months ago and just didn't have room for a lot of things. So they gave us a soda stream. That thing is awesome. I can just make and take club sodas with me in the boat or in my backpack. Orange Gatorade powder in bulk. I drink a lot of I drink a lot of powdered Gatorade. I wish they made grape in non-low calorie, but one scoop of orange Gatorade into 32-ounce Nalgene with some cold water is, is going to keep me going. That's one of my all-time favorite drinks. Rob's son got pissed that when I made it for him, it didn't taste like bottled Gatorade that he's used to. And I said, well, that's because it's diluted. You put another scoop in it, and then you see how much sugar you really have. He didn't want it. And my last favorite food item is going to be Lidl brand tater tots or hash browns with Montana Mex Red Shake on it. That Montana Mex Red Shake is awesome in grits. It's awesome on tater tots and hash browns. You can get that at Whole Foods also. My sandwich is Wawa. Going to see my mom those last couple of weeks. It was pretty rough. Nothing like a sandwich to cheer me up. Was hitting up Wawa a lot. We're going to go on the way to my dad's house, which sounds weird saying now. So we're going to my dad's house tomorrow, and my kid and I are going to stop and get Wawa on the way. And then she'll just do her online school when she gets there on his Wi-Fi. She has 95 minutes for lunch break every day. It's awful. Shirts. Patagonia Tropic Weight Hoodie. I got those for the trip to Key West. I wore them all summer. 
They have thumb holes. They go all the way down to your wrist. So when you meet your buff gloves, there's no exposed skin. They're super lightweight. They dry quickly. They don't really stain. I'm a messy dude. I'm getting dirty in the boat with mud and you know grease from bearings. There's a hood on it. So when I've got the hood on, baseball hat and buff, I am good to go. Sun protected. I absolutely love my fly in the flats shirts. Really no long sleeve t-shirt has ever fit me or been more comfortable. You can't get them anymore. Trying to see if David could send me some surplus since he's now like an oral surgeon and doesn't, I don't think he has time to run that business. My risen fly t-shirt is probably one of the softest t-shirts I've ever owned. It's in gray. I love a gray t-shirt. And then my next favorite t-shirt is also gray. It's from Regal. It is just most comfortable t-shirt I own. Those two I'm very hesitant to wear because I know I'm going to get food or something on them. Uh, but yeah, if I want to have like just t-shirt comfy day, or if my daughter needs to steal a t-shirt to sleep in, that's what she's usually going to go for. She's been wearing my Brown Project Healing Waters t-shirt. Stretched it out really bad. It was super comfy, but I can't wear it. I can't wear anything with a stretch neck. And then my Custom Ink hoodie. Custom Ink is a local printing company. They also did my koozies. They made local neighborhood Rutherford hoodies. So I wear that all the time. I'm wearing a wool ski sweater now, but I would be wearing that if I didn't pull out of the wash today. My pants and shorts and under things. Uh, I'm going to wear silk weight Patagonia black long johns basically from September through the end of April. If it's below 50 degrees, I'm going to be wearing them. I wear them in the house. I'm just always cold. My insulation's in my belly, not in my legs. So I'm cold. And that means I have to wear extra long underwear if I'm going into cold water because this is how I normally am. Love them. They last so long. I just sewed up the crotch on a pair. That must have been six or seven years old. Stitching came undone. That's one thing Patagonia does not repair. I send shirts back to them and they fix the zippers. I got such old... I don't really need to buy new gear because the stuff I'm buying that I'm endorsing here is what lasts. That's why I'm endorsing it. Um, you've heard me talk about my favorite pants. It's Meyer, M-I-E-R. Meyer Men's Hiking Cargo Shorts Quick Dry Outdoor Nylon with Six Pockets. Those are the shorts I got. I wore them all the time in the summer. They fit me better than any shorts I've ever owned. I used to wear these chaps khaki shorts from flat front khaki twill from uh what's that store down there Coles. i used to wear those every day and then i replaced them with these and i'm never going back i'm gonna just throw all the old ones in the donation bin up the street i told you that i also love their cargo pants so a couple years ago i slipped ripped the crotch open on my bass pro shop favorite pants from the knee to my crotch. So I had to hide kind of going back to the parking lot and I had to look for new pants. I ordered these on a whim on Amazon. They are stretchy. They have built in double knee pads. They have a built in belt and security safety pockets and they quick dry. So they're the pants I wear are the Meyer men's quick dry pants, lightweight, stretchy nylon. They have built in knees. They have security pockets with zippers. They come with a belt, stretchy, quick, dry, double knee. It's awesome. The problem is when I wear these and I jump in and out of the boat or go wet wading, they get wet and heavy, and then it goes under my flip-flops into my heel and gets stuck. 
So I found that Meyer makes a Capri. It's labeled as Meyer Men's Quick Dry Three Foot Quarter Cargo Capri Pants Stretch Outdoor Hiking sh- Six Pockets. They are awesome. I told you before. I don't care if I look goofy. They cover me from the sun. They're stretchy. They're quick dry. Uh, I can jump in and out of water. And I think that dude capris should be marketed at fly shops, just like I think those uh, vests with the electricity in them for warming you up should be in fly shops. But I don't sell things from a fly shop. I sell flies from home. Those are my pants. That's what I'm going to wear all the time. My favorite water bottle is made by Swell. I can fill that with ice, top it off with water, and as long as it's not in direct heat, it will keep my ice water painfully cold. And that's my first go-to water bottle before I start drinking out of the Nalgene's and before I go to the big jug water I'll take with me. It's painfully cold. You know, when I came back from London, the first thing I wanted was just throat-piercing ice water like straight from the glacier. And that's what I got. And if I'm drinking ice water in the house, I'll fill that thing up and the ice cubes will last three or four days. It is ridiculous. So that's my list of the favorite things that I'm using and abusing. If you have any questions about them or need pictures, hit me up. I look forward to more people checking in with their fishing stories and uh, we'll see how things go. So get your stuffing stocked, get your latkes fried And I'll be in touch with you later. So this is episode 290. 10 more to go and we're going to break a record. Thanks for downloading. You can hit me up at robsnowwhite.com. And remember, there's only one W in Snow White. Thank you for joining us for the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast. For more information or to contact Rob, please go to www.robsnowwhite.com This podcast is brought to you by Freestone Productions at freestoneproductions.com.